Hi, friend. It's Brittany Moses and Ranella Kalagithi, and you're listening to Speaking Our Minds, the podcast that brings you honest and nuanced conversations around mental health, holistic wellness, and the real complexities of what it means to be human in the challenges of today's world, where we have fun, fascinating, and meaningful discussions around how to live a more insightful, connected, and whole life from the inside out. Joined by guest professionals, thought leaders, and some of my friends and those with lived experience. As always, we ask that you keep in mind that the views and opinions shared here are respectively held by each individual and is not a substitute for professional care or an alternative to seeking personal help from your clinician or provider and is ours to discern. We're so glad you're here. Follow the conversation on Instagram at Speaking Our Minds Pod and sit with us because we're diving in. This podcast episode is brought to you by WeShare by UHSM, a unique healthcare membership on a mission to create holistic wellness for the mind, body, and spirit. I'm honored to partner with UHSM and its community of faithful members. Together, we plan to create more awareness and programs around mental health and the role it plays in our overall balanced health. If you or someone you know is frustrated with their current health care, I encourage you to inquire about membership options at www.weshare.org or call 1-800-900-8476. Welcome to another episode of the Speaking Our Minds podcast. This is Brittany and Ranella, and we are so glad that you've joined us today. It is the holiday season. Oh my gosh. The holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything. Officially upon us. Yeah. And whatever else you celebrate. Yeah. We're like finishing each other's sentences so smoothly today. (laughs) I am so impressed with us. (laughs) Just goes to show how much time we've spent around each other. (laughs) I love it. Well, before we go off into how much we love each other... (laughs) Um, We just want to welcome you here into this really um, wonderful, complex, chaotic, yes, experience of the holidays and navigating family expectations, Mm -hmm. um, financial struggles. You know, this can be a really intense time emotionally. I think that is the thing that is really important to remember during this season is that 1,000%, your emotions, if you are an adult that has any financial responsibility or anything, you know, familial responsibility, the emotions will be up and down and we should just expect that. And we're going to get all into that and try to figure out how we can all kind of enjoy the season a little bit more and have a balanced approach and manage all the highs and lows of the season. Yeah. And all the different nuanced emotions, because there are multiple kind of feelings that are taking place through the holidays. You know, the holiday season is often associated with joy and celebration. But, you know, I think we want to take this time to let people know that you're not alone if you haven't been feeling so merry and bright or have been experiencing challenges and stressors during this time. You know, it's very common for people to feel the pressure and stress of things like financial burdens and the expectation to be joyful when you've really just been feeling maybe depleted or unmotivated or having to navigate difficult family dynamics during this time. 
You know, we've already talked a lot about grief and loss, as well as seasonal depression on episodes 88 and 90. So definitely check those out specifically. But um, that's kind of what we, we wanted to come on here and talk about today, just if the holiday season has been more difficult, you know, this time around, and maybe it hasn't felt so joyful every single day. Yeah, I feel like when I was younger, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of really look forward to the holidays. Yeah. When you don't have as much responsibility, you're the one receiving, receiving, receiving. And so you get to see your cousins. You get to go, you know, our tra- our our family every year would travel to Oregon to see all our cousins that we saw so rarely. And we'd get all the best food and we'd wake yeah. up at 4 a.m. for Black Friday. I mean, it was just kind of all joy and happiness. And then as you get older... Oof. And then you have the expectation to start whatever it is, hosting, making the food, inviting people over. Then you get the social dynamics and maybe you have complex experiences happening in your own life. You have work deadlines. A lot of times, maybe you have deadlines by the end of the year to like get done before the new year starts. Or you feel the expectation to like have a whole life plan mapped out for the beginning of the year by this time or what have you. So... We definitely feel everyone on that. And, you know, I think starting out, we just kind of want to talk about expectations and perfectionism that can take place during the holidays. We want to take the time to maybe address some of these challenges and also give, hopefully give some tips and encouragement for going through this season as well. So like Ronella said, you can feel a little bit more grounded or find spaces for joy or just find spaces to feel the feels that you need to feel. <laughs> During this season. Absolutely. So I I think one of the most important things to start off with is having a flexible mindset. Mm-hmm. And with that comes setting real realistic expectations for yourself, for the people around you. A lot of times when we come with an expectation that this family gathering or this holiday season is supposed to look like this, Mm -hmm. that's when we are setting ourselves up for disappointment. And that flexible mindset essentially means understanding that life is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. People are unpredictable. And things don't always go as planned. So maybe we can talk a little bit about setting realistic expectations. Yeah, because I think that, you know, there are idealized, you know, portrayals of the holidays in media and societal expectations that can create that pressure to have a perfect and joyful experience. And the truth is that life is still happening during the holidays. It's not like everything just goes away. You still have work. You still have to plan for maybe more activities and things. And it also depends, I think, from person to person. Like some people may be the type of people that just like, I don't really plan anything during the holidays. I just go with the flow. But then there are some people, like I know that we come up with a lot of plans um, and we host like Christmas parties and events and things. And I'm literally planning for this stuff in, in November. Um, but life is still happening. So like you said, allowing the flexibility for things to change 
as life is changing, especially if there have been more complications than usual this year. If this year, you know, life has just been more difficult or more things have been happening this year, or you've had more work on your plate than usual this year, or you've been dealing with health issues more than usual this year, you might just not have the capacity to do the things that you typically do or are used to doing during the holidays. I remember one season, I was just going through everything at one time. Like I got in a car accident. I had, I got hit. I had health issues. I went through a breakup. I went through like all the things at one time. And that holiday season, it was just like, I just don't have the capacity. I'm just trying to survive to the end of the year. So yeah, just being willing to be flexible when life circumstances are happening, that maybe the holidays are just going to look a little different and your capacity might just look a little different and allowing yourself permission to adjust accordingly. Oh, that's so good because I've been there too, where there are certain years where everything just is crashing down or just so much change. Yeah. If you, again, and you can go back and listen to some of our episodes on seasons of change and grief especially if you're going through something that's difficult. Maybe you're going through a breakup. Maybe you move to a new place and you don't have as much community. Um, Yeah, you're going to feel a lot more lonely and isolated because everyone's having Friendsgiving and you're not invited to any of them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just like the the feeling of isolation, the... um, the change that that comes with moving and having a new job, or maybe you have, you know, maybe you just had your first kid or your second one or whatever it might be. Maybe you're experiencing a loss, especially just take inventory of what changes you're going through mm-hmm. so that you can give yourself compassion to the same extent. Yeah. And and we'll talk about this in a moment, but also not making too much meaning out of it as well. Yeah. The other thing that I would say is be willing to establish boundaries this year. You know, be willing to set clear boundaries on what you can and can't commit to during this holiday season. Just being willing to, you know, say no and set limits when necessary to avoid overcommitting because the truth is that the world will keep going. Um, So that's the other thing is just I always say no one knows your capacity better than you, right? People are not mind readers. So it actually is going to be your responsibility to communicate to your friends, to your family, what you can and cannot do this year. But that starts with getting clear with yourself and taking a very real and honest inventory of what's going on in your life and what your capabilities are this year, what your capacity is. And that also means being clear about what you cannot do this year And just being able to communicate that clearly to those around you. So just being willing to do that as well, especially if you're someone who takes on a lot during the holidays. Yeah, I want to take that even one layer deeper because this is such a good point. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we take on certain types of us, certain types of people take on too much because if we were being really honest with Mm -hmm. ourselves, deep down, we're trying to maybe show something, prove something, make ourselves feel a certain way. You know, we volunteer to do all the things or maybe even host or, uh, you know, cook too much food. I'm, I'm talking to women here, yeah. a lot of women, Traditionally, you know, yeah. and especially, and I'm, I'm also talking from experience. Sometimes you feel like, oh, I want to make this dish or do this thing or create this, 
you know, fun experience because there's something inside of you that knows people will validate you and congratulate you and and you'll feel really great. And sometimes you just got to let that go for the sake of your sanity, your self-care, and so that you can actually be in the present moment and enjoy. So set those boundaries, take time to really think about your capacity, what's going to be best for you even right after Thanksgiving, right after the holidays for your energy. Um, Just be really honest with yourself and know that you just being you and just existing Mm -hmm. and just being there is totally enough. Is enough. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that because it's like if you really do genuinely enjoy doing these things and they bring you joy, go at it. But sometimes we are trying to, and I didn't realize this until like years ago, how much my worth and my sense of self-importance was tied to how other people see me and what I have to offer to other people. Like I am only worth as much as I do for others. I am only worth as much as I offer to others. And so my sense of self was so tied to performing and to people pleasing and to doing all the things. And so sometimes, like you said, there is a deeper layer there where it's like, why do we feel the need to overcommit and overperform? Um, it's either because we want others to see us in a certain way or we believe that our our worth is tied to kind of that perfect image, that maintaining a perfect image that people have of us. And so being able to really come to a place of security for yourself and that, you know what, I'm enough in my existence and my being, even if I don't do another thing. And now you're operating from a place of choice and from a place of freedom rather than from a place of um, control and even a little bit of ego, I would say. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I absolutely agree. And I think sometimes just knowing that you can just exist and enjoy is is wonderful. And I think that um, you know totally leads us to the next point, which is focus on the meaning of mm-hmm. what the holidays, of what you really want the holidays to mean for you mm-hmm. and to look like for you. Um you know, sometimes it's important to step back and realize that this truly is a time when you get to spend a little bit more time with friends and family and others that you don't get to. And you get to enjoy one another's company. And this is honestly so hard when we live in a world that's so, it's so loud. It's so noisy. We got our phones. We even got our phones right here, just in the palms of our hands. I sent you that (laughs) <laughs> real about, about being a cyborgs, cyborg and we are so so integrated with technology yeah we we yeah. can't live without it but this yeah. is a time to really step back and realize like this isn't about performing this isn't about matching that perfect expectation on the movies mm-hmm. you're not going to get this amazing great feeling if everything goes perfect that great feeling comes from the choice that you make to enjoy what's around you and what is because a lot of times especially with holidays we create illusions in our minds that are, yes, based on the movies. They're based on this idea that if we have the perfect people and the perfect food and the perfect setup, perfect outfits, perfect pictures. Exactly. Then we'll feel a certain way. But actually that deep feeling of satisfaction and joy and gratefulness, contentment mm-hmm. really does come from inside and just from no, seeing what is and, and enjoying it. Yeah. So it's a choice. Um, remember that you're creating ideas in your mind. It's really important to your mental health to step back 
and focus on what really matters during this season. Yeah, and what makes it meaningful for you and building your life more around that, around the things that are meaningful for you during this time. And, you know, speaking of boundaries and overcommitting, definitely want to talk about delegating tasks, you know, so sharing the responsibility and being willing to let go of a little bit of control and delegate those tasks to people around you and that you do not have to do everything on your own. And so involving others and creating a shared sense of effort. And I get it. Like sometimes you're just like, my husband won't do it right unless I do it. Or there's no, I don't trust the kids with this or whatever it is. But again, being willing to let go of that perfectionism of everything being perfect in a certain way so that there can be this shared sense of responsibility and being willing to shift to that as needed. Um, and and I was, and I, I did a post last year about like realistic ways to take care of your mental health during the holidays. And one of those was like, if you can't find the mental, emotional, or physical energy to prepare a holiday meal, know that there is no shame in ordering in, picking up food, or having delivery. Yes. You know, I think this year, you know, what I'm bringing to the table is like, I'm ordering a cake and picking it up because our family does a potluck and everyone brings something. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I make something and then there are some years where you're just like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to order something and I'm going to have something delivered to the family. There was one time that I think we just had like Chinese takeout. I love it. During like New Year's or something. Why not? It it was just like, it was kind of nice to just have a little downtime, just order some food that we like and create a moment that was meaningful to us. So yeah, just not being afraid to delegate where you need to delegate and being able to kind of let go of some of that control and perfectionism so that you aren't over committed and overstressed and can kind of just like yeah. take a little take a load off a little bit. Yeah. And even when you're there in the moment where whatever you plan to do for the holidays, it's you know, we we actually really only have a limited amount of holidays and a limited True. amount of special seasons, special moments every um, year of our lives with our families. And so one of the things that I would encourage all of us to do is to have little moments where we can practice mindfulness in the moment, you know, whether it's stopping and look, and I personally do this, I stop and I look around at everyone while they're yeah. eating and i just am like oh this is this is life you know like this is what life is about this is what makes life meaningful are the people and for those of you who maybe don't have a lot of family support and friends um i know that that idea um can be really triggering we do have a podcast episode that's going to coming out soon where we're talking about um loneliness and isolation mm-hmm. um during the holidays so definitely stay tuned for that um But if you do have family that you see and that you're around during the holidays, take a moment to look around and practice that gratitude and and practice that mindfulness Mm -hmm. of this moment. Um, Because sometimes we don't let our brains slow down enough to like take little mental snapshots that become memories for us in the future. And so that's something that would be a really great thing to practice this season. Yeah, we call them glimmers. I've been like practicing that lately, like paying attention to my glimmers. We talk a lot about about triggers, but what about the things that like actually bring you joy and just pausing to recognize those moments that bring you happiness, that bring you fulfillment. And like not to go morbid, but this is just my brain. I know that not everyone is always going to be around like we've talked about in our past episode around grief and loss, like we've had people in our family who have passed 
And so because of that, I really, really appreciate like the family that's there, knowing that we don't have forever with everyone. And so really just being able to take in um, the presence and the love. And I know that sometimes these gatherings can bring more conflict and distress. (laughs) And we're going to talk about that as well. Um, but yeah, just, just being willing to, like you said, to pause and be mindful. I always kind of say, sometimes we don't realize a moment is good until it passes. And so what if we recognize the good moments while they were happening? What if we didn't Mm. wait until they became a memory to realize, oh, that was a really good moment. Or those were, that was one of the best days of my life. Or that was a highlight of my life because I got to be with all the people that I love. Like not waiting until a moment has passed and become a memory to realize that it's good, but being willing to like be present and take that in now. Like this, this might be one of the best days of my life. This is something I'm cherishing in the moment. Yeah. For those who, whose holidays you feel bring that to you when you're around your family and all that. I know that's not always the case. It's not always that picture perfect, but um, just being willing to practice that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of um, like uh, when Andy from The Office is like, I wish there was a way to know that you're in the good old days, like while it's happening. Like you're in it now. (laughs) Yeah, so that's something I've been more mindful of is like, what are the things in five or 10 years I'm going to look back on and think like, oh man, those were, those were the days. Yeah. And try to actually like live in it a little bit and be like, oh, these are the days that in the future, I'm going to be like, those were the good old days and just enjoy it. Soak it in. Yeah. You know? um, Yeah. Totally agree. Short. That being said, a real pressure during this time is financial stress. I don't know about you. I am feeling it already. Like I started making the budget for holiday gifts and stuff. And I'm one of those people, like, I just like getting things for people. Um, my, my budget doesn't necessarily match all that I want to do all the time. There was a time when we were, especially when I was younger and I was a young mom and we were living out of state, like I couldn't afford like really lots of gifts for my son. And I was so grateful because like my mom sent some and I had a friend who gave Austin a gift and he maybe had like five under the tree or whatever it was. And I was just like, oh my gosh, so grateful. But then I felt like really, um, I don't know, I felt really insecure because I was like, I just, I don't have money to like give the gifts that I want this year. And you feel bad because there's such a high expectation. And so the holidays can be financially burdensome with the pressure to buy gifts or host gatherings or travel to see your family. And so you might feel the strain of increased expenses during this season. And let's be honest, the holidays are really driven by consumerism, which can create a lot of stress. So, you know, just thinking about some ways to deal with financial pressures and kind of not being afraid to focus on what matters most and maybe thinking of just some simple and thoughtful gifts too. Yeah, this is this is huge. Um, it's, you know, the holidays are 100% driven by consumerism. Realizing that. Yeah. It's and very capitalist. Right. Yeah, um, culture. And if you don't have the means this year, I, I, I'm just the of the belief that you need to do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And um, the pressures are there. But if I can just share from a personal experience, growing up, we did not have a lot of money. (laughs) And um, I just remember on birthdays or holidays, I still remember the disappointment that I had personally as a Mm. kid. Um, 
And when you're a kid in the moment, it is sad. And I did cry and I did feel a certain way when I would only get one gift or when I would get a gift that I was like, mm, what the heck? This ain't what I wanted. <laughs> this, is, this is not what like Shelly Webster got at school, you know, <laughs> which actually she is a real person and I love her. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I love that you didn't even use like alternative names, just... Pull out. <laughs> but um, but actually, you know, I, I think this is so important if you have the mental capacity to do so, to step back and think about how much of your humanity and your child's humanity and the people around you, how much of our human experience is so much more than showing people we have money. Because now that I'm an adult and I look back and even, you know, into earlier when I was a teenager and into my 20s when I looked back at those times, I was actually really grateful because I I feel like it added to my character when I was younger. Like Mm -hmm. it helped me to be someone that didn't expect a lot and, and someone who was really, I mean, we focused a lot on just the really simple things of life and our family to this day, we're just very focused on relationships. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a lot to focus on, you know, entertainment and gifts and other things. And not to say that those things necessarily take away, but there is some beauty Mm -hmm. in sometimes like not having a lot because it does teach your children that there's more to life than just that. And so not to say that that's like the cure-all and you're going to feel great after that, but just to know from my own personal experience of being someone who like is just so grateful for my childhood Mm -hmm. and we did not have all of the things. And so... Um, and, and, you know, I think I am a really relational person you that are. like enjoys life, like really enjoys life without stuff. And yeah. that's a, another beautiful thing to teach your kids. If, you know, you know, this is just kind of a hard time. Don't feel too bad about it. It does suck, as, especially as a parent. If, if that's you, you really want to do something nice and you want to show your kids, um, that you love them, but there are other ways to show them you love them. Yeah. I was going to say there are other ways to create kind of that fun and special feeling around the holidays. But first of all, thank you for sharing that. I think like adding on to that, now that we have social media, it's also creating kind of boundaries around that because, you know, a lot of people are sharing in their stories or in their posts, like these big and grandiose things that they got for the holidays. Like I remember seeing someone's like, my husband got me a car for Christmas. And I'm like, must be nice. Like, you know. Um, we love like, you, Jason. I, I want a car, <laughs> Jason, if you're listening. I'm just kidding. I would never put that pressure on him. But like, you know, or like I got my kid like the latest MacBook or, right? Like these things are freaking expensive, especially now that my son's a teenager. Like he's not satisfied with the little, you know, toys anymore that it's like, I can get a $10 toy, $20 toy, get, you know, get a few of those. Like now he's like, I want an iPad. Like, you know, and as they get older, they want more expensive things. So now it's like, okay, if you get more expensive things, that means you're going to get less things. You know what yes. I mean? Um, but there is that comparison now that takes place where people see different gifts and stuff online. So just keeping in mind to like, kind of resist the trap of comparison when you're seeing things that people are like revealing online. Um, Because that definitely can add to those feelings of insecurity and shrinking. And if you need to like actually take a break and get off 
social media during the holidays because it's just not good for your health and the situation that you're in in life right now, be willing to set those boundaries as well. I think really practically, just setting realistic expectations, you know, considering communicating openly with family and friends about budget constraints. If you want to, you definitely don't have to, but if you want to, you know, set realistic expectations for gift giving and celebrations and, you know, share your intentions with your family and friends. Hey, this year I'm, I need to celebrate in a more budget friendly way. I would totally respect that if a friend or a family member told me, Hey, look, like I need to do have a budget-friendly holiday, so things are going to look a little different this year. Yeah. Being willing to communicate those clearly if you need to. And a few others, exploring alternatives to gift giving, mm-hmm. um, homemade gifts, time together rather than material items. So focusing on non-material celebration. Yeah, there's ways to like still make the holiday special. Like maybe instead you, you know, get a... gingerbread house and you decorate it together as a family or you make Christmas cookies together or you have, we like having like Christmas movie marathons where maybe every day of the week you pick a different Christmas movie to watch together. I think there are ways to make the holidays special um, or make the time special that maybe don't have to be all around gifts and consumerism that people can still look back on and say, this is a special time. Right. Exploring free or low cost activities like community events, light displays, other activities that are free or low cost. I mean, there are so many out there, um, especially for those with families and even those without. So kind of switching gears into the the needy greedy, those family (laughs) dynamics that get spicy. Oh my, this is a source of stress. Trauma, triggers, all the things. I mean, that's the thing about the holidays as well, right? You're spending extended time with family members, and that can lead to conflicts or heightened stress, particularly if there are unresolved issues or strained relationships or changes in family dynamics, political differences, differences of opinion that come up at the table. And it's like (laughs) that idea of like, you don't choose your family, but it just comes with it. And just understanding that no family is perfect. If you feel like, oh my gosh, my family is just so crazy and so much drama and so stressful, know that you're not alone. Like families are messy for just about everyone, but for a lot of people. Um, And so, yeah, most families are not perfect. Yeah. You might come from a family or, you know, a context where during the holidays, you're going to have to do a lot of self-soothing. And to be quite honest, when you stop to think, what am I going to say? How am I going to relate with the people around me so that after the holidays, we're still going to have an amiable relationship? Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot more important than going into it, you know, arms swinging, just kind of like, I'm going to make my point and I got to show them and... It's better to fudge a little bit on, you know, just needing to make your point. I think during these times, the point is being together and trying to find what brings you together and what you love about one another. And so, yes, it can be so socially awkward. It can be exhausting socially to be around people that you probably maybe wouldn't hang out with (laughs) if they weren't your family, which is like a weird thought. Like you love them. You You love love them. them. So kind of having an intentional plan of like, hey, I know 
that this person is going to say this thing or they <laughs> might they might make a comment about my lifestyle or what I've chosen in my life or my beliefs. But this is not the time and place yeah. right now to prove a point or, you know, yes, have those boundaries. Um, and I'm not saying to not have boundaries, but right. maybe consider that during the holidays, this might be a good time to try to focus on what brings you together. And mm-hmm. then, hey, if you really need to have a conversation, have it before the holidays. That's something that actually one of my friends does, one of my best friends, she has a whole conversation with her mom before oh, they get her. together. And yeah. they set expectations. They say, you know, these are, what are the events you want me to come to? These are the ones I'm going to come to. I get a, like, she'll say, give me a choice out of five and then she'll choose two or three of them. Oh, and then nice. they're just very clear about like, okay, um, you know, these are the expectations, these are the things I don't really want to talk about. And so they kind of get that out of the way mm-hmm. or do it afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. in January, February, when when stakes aren't so high because holidays are a high stakes for people. They all, everyone wants to feel good. So just keep that in mind, yeah. especially if you are someone that's going through um, a tough time and, you know, I know that- You're Just dreading. Yeah, or like, it's, like there's family. anger right under your skin. yeah. If there could, if you can step back and say, this is a time that I'm just going to try to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Um, don't fudge on your boundaries, but maybe talk about them before or after. That's a really good, I like that talking about it before if you can, you know, because it's true. Like family members often have different perspectives, values, lifestyles, and these differences can become more pronounced when diverse viewpoints with family come together. And so, like you said, it's it's interesting because I think for a lot of us where maybe we are finally coming into ourselves and we finally feel like confident enough to be ourselves, we feel like maybe we feel more inclined to defend everything and be like, no, I'm going to stick up for this and who I am and da-da-da and it took me so long to get here and I'm going to be very outspoken about these things or my beliefs. You know, I think, like you said, there is a time and place for everything. And we did a whole episode with Ashley Abercrombie, episode 84 on approaching conflict with some tips. So definitely check that out. I think that if you can get to a place, and I think this was where the balance is, where A, you have boundaries around these conversations, but also having that internal security, because I I finally got there, especially as I got more comfortable and secure with myself of saying, you know what? I know what I think. I know what I feel. I know what I believe. I know what my values are. I'm secure with that. I don't need to prove that to anyone. I don't need anyone to prove themselves to me. They have their thoughts, feelings, opinions. I don't always agree with it. I don't need to change their mind in this moment. They don't need to change mine in this moment. Like, I am completely secure with where I am. Therefore, I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to defend. And it's up to their own process and journey to get, you know, wherever they get in time. But everything is not going to be resolved right here, right now. Chances are. I love that. So just being willing to lean into that internal security for yourself and just knowing that you don't have anything to prove in this one day that you have with family. I love that so much. I think that is kind of if there ever were a pinnacle or a, a I hate saying destination, (laughs) but if there ever was a telltale, you know, sign that you are kind of um, a little bit like managing your mental health in a better way, Mm -hmm. it's the ability to let go of the control of others' opinions of you. 
That's hard. Mm -hmm. It takes time. It takes practice. Give yourself compassion if you're still on that journey. But I just really want to emphasize what you just shared because the ability to know who you are and not need other people to to validate that necessarily, but just, you know, who you are and the people that love you, you keep close and the people who, you know, don't see eye to eye with you. It's fine. They, they're allowed to think and feel how they need to and want to, but it, you, their energy mm-hmm. does not need to, and, and, and this actually really helped me um, on my journey when I was learning how to really relate with people is that mm-hmm. everyone carries their own energy, their own thoughts, right. feelings, opinions, and their emotions. And if I'm talking to someone and I can tell their energy is like spewing out at me, it's getting into my Mm -hmm. sphere, into my bubble, I don't actually have to take it on. Exactly. I can let them have their emotions, let them have their experiences, and I can have mine. I can treat them kindly, rationally, and yeah. I can also step back and and not have to enmesh myself in their emotions. Exactly. That's those emotional boundaries. Um, because there are things that take place that are funky. Like I know sometimes people have family members where they kind of like put themselves on the pedestal or they try to take credit for everything, you know? And it's like, you feel like you want to say, I've been working so hard on this day or I've been contributing to, and this person always tries to take credit for everything. Or there can be comparisons that happen between family members where maybe you feel like you're being compared to a cousin or compared to a sibling. And that can contribute to feelings of inadequacy or competition and add stress to the holidays. And this happens all the time. And so again, that just goes back to being willing to not take that on to yourself even if other people do it, it's just like leaving those things with them. Yes. Like, I do not, they're behaving in this way. I do not align with it. I am not responsible for it. And I am not taking it on. And I'm secure with myself in that. So again, just re-highlighting that kind of individuation um, and those emotional boundaries during this time. You have nothing to prove to anyone. Nothing. <laughs> you don't have to even align with- Even your family, your cousins, whoever, hard. like- you don't have to align with everything that's being said and you don't have to own it. Yeah, and it will be natural too. So not negating that. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a great opportunity to practice stepping back and owning who you are, knowing who you are and allowing other people to have their opinions, but they don't dictate who you actually are. And you don't have to change their mind in that moment. And it's more than likely that you won't. Because it takes a lot. Think about how much how how much it's taken for you to change your mind on anything. I know for me, it's taken years of seeds being planted or looking into things or what have you to have your mind changed. So just know that you're probably not going to change anyone's mind in one explosive argument at the Christmas table or what have you. And um, just letting go of that control. That includes choosing your battles, recognizing that not every disagreement needs to be addressed, taking breaks you know, if tension arises, allowing yourself the option to take a break and step away from a heated situation to prevent escalation. And then most of all, just being willing to seek the support that you need during this time, whether it's from a therapist or a counselor, you know, the holidays are best friend that you're texting in the middle of (laughs) Thanksgiving, like giving, sending the code word, you know, like help. Um, And having an outlet to discuss challenges can be beneficial as well, um, just to have that extra support even just, or talking to a therapist or counselor about how, you know, discussing how you're going to go into the holidays this season and having that as well. So those are some of our tips for the season. We hope that they are helpful in any way. 
And we are just hoping that you will be able to find some groundedness and some internal security and connection that you need for the support that you need during this time. Happy holidays, friends. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, let's continue the conversation and stay connected on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, all linked in the show notes below. Let us know your thoughts or leave a review on the podcast. Your feedback really does mean so much to us. Until next time.